I would have loved that second point, but the Flyers had other plans. The Wild squander an opportunity to pull two points ahead of Dallas for now as they drop one in a shootout to the Flyers. We've got all of the action covered as we break down the game on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild fall 5-4 in a shootout to the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got all the action for you as we recap tonight's game with our Locked on Wild postcast. Not, uh, not a great effort. Maybe the worst that the Wild have had in the last couple of months since this uh, heater that they've been on started. And I think it's fascinating to look at this game compared to what the Wild did against the New Jersey Devils. They were dialed in, played a fantastic game against New Jersey, down key pieces, and were able to come away with just a really, really impressive win against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. But what is Philadelphia? Well, they're not that. And so we worried about the emotional letdown of getting up for and rising to the occasion of that game against the Devils. And it's human nature to go into a situation like this against the Flyers and say, well, we don't have to play like that to win. But it's another thing entirely to kind of let a team that is very clearly out of it. And they're playing for... They're playing for pride at this point. But you let them dictate the pace the entire game. A team that really has had to kind of grind it out for everything that they have had all season. You let them dictate the tempo. You just never get any breathing room from a score perspective to be able to, um, to, be able to get some distance. That goal by the Flyers to end the first or end the second period, I think, is what ultimately decided this score. Because let's let's look at it this way: so the Wilds had just taken the lead in the second period, three to two, and you have under thirty seconds to play in that second period. If you get to the second intermission without giving up that goal. You feel good about where you're at despite not having your best stuff. But what happens? The Flyers end up tying the score with that power play goal with under 30 seconds to play. And then you go into that second intermission saying, here we go again. You get the go-ahead goal by Matt Boldy, who just has ascended to Super Saiyan mode over the last seven games without Kirill Kaprizov. He just goes to this complete different place, has a behind-the-back, between-the-legs goal off of the inside of Carter Hart's um, right shin to give the Wild a 4-3 lead at that point. But what happens? You can't hold it. The Flyers march right down the other way, 
And in under a minute, they are able to come away with the game-tying goal. Just never had a sense of separation. And I think in games like this, you come in with maybe 80% of what you normally would have. And it's hard to get back up to full throttle if you don't have it right from the jump. That's, that's why you so often see teams that start off really poorly have a hard time um, kind of getting over the hump in these games because if you don't have your best stuff right off the bat, your opponent senses that, and they feed off of that, and they thrive on that. And so if you don't emphatically push back, they just continue to do their thing. And the Wild did not emphatically push back. They did get the lead briefly. But if you would have been able to get it to a 3-2 lead and then pushed beyond that, maybe then you're able to, uh, to get that second goal to separate and come away with a win. But it just, by and large, not, uh, not what you'd like to see. Now, positive, obviously, is that that second line continues to just, that work on the goal, if you didn't have a chance to see Matt Boldy's first goal of the game, I encourage you to go back and look at the clip. A, it starts with a Matt Boldy pass, on the wild side of the ice. Lasers one up to just at the top of the Flyers zone to Marcus Johansson, who's able to seamlessly enter the zone. You've got um, Jewel Erickson who kind of breaks off to the left side of the net. You have Matt Boldy as the trailer. And so Johansson has kind of given himself the op- He kind of skates toward where he's parallel to the goal. So he has the opportunity to pass to Erickson Eck across the way or Matt Boldy just coming into the zone. And he picks Matt Boldy because there is nobody in that area because of how well the Wild space things out on that play. So he goes to Matt Boldy, who's the trailer. Boldy skates up into the play and just lasers one past Carter Hart. Honestly, it's some of the... What we're seeing from the Johansson, Eriksson-Eck, Boldy line, is every bit of the heater that we saw from Boldy, Fiala, and Goudreau last year. It's, it's dialed in just an insanely good run that those guys are on. And I think it's just because the elements complement themselves so well, which is why we have a problem with the first line. Because those elements don't. And so, yes, second line continues to be just on this fantastic run. Um, the numbers are insane. In fact, let me see if I can find them quick here before we uh, go to break. Uh, Michael Russo tweeted them out. It's just an insane um, set of games that that second line has been on here since they were put together. Um, and let's see, 
Of course, now I'm not going to be able to find it. It's just, it's been just a crazy uh, run by those guys. Um, just continuing to be the one leading this team right now. And so we'll talk a little bit about the first line and what is on the way next for the Wild, how they kind of wash this game away and move on. We'll talk about all that as we continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast after a word from our sponsor, which for tonight's postcast is the official sports betting partner of Locked on. That is FanDuel Sportsbook. The NCAA tournament is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Today's Locked On Wild postcast also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to give Built Bar a try. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how Built Bar continues to churn out this excellence, but these bars are some of their healthiest yet. They contain just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Best of all, you no longer need to wait for your Built Bar to arrive. You can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box of Built Bars right now. If you don't have one handy, you can still head to Built.com, but whichever way you choose, make sure you choose Built Bar today. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild fall by a score of 5-4 to four in a shootout. Let's talk about that top line. I know Marcus Foligno scored in a similar fashion to what the johansson eriksonek boldy combination was able to do. They just space things out so well. And you, again, as the kind of the playmaker, you have an option to go one way or the other. And so I believe it was Zuccarello. It was either Zuccarello or Hartman. Saw Felino on the far side. Felino gets the pass. He has an opportunity to walk up close to the net, and he just rifles one past Carter Hart. But by and large, that line combination just has not been really doing it for me. I mean, you've got a guy in Felino who is more predicated on hits and being physical than he is about being one of those setup guys on an offense-oriented line. And yes, I know he can win battles along the boards, but if you want a good characterization, a good contrast as to what has made this second line work and what is currently plaguing the first line, is the lack of speed. 
you have a kind of battle along the boards guy on that top line already in Ryan Hartman. You have a good playmaker in Matt Zuccarello, but you don't have the speed guy. And so I saw it on Twitter a couple of times. I was trying to help lead the charge myself. I think if you are looking to keep most of that line intact and a guy who could fit with more of a physical checking line, swap Felino and Brandon Duhame. Swap those two on that line and let Duhame be the speed guy. He's also going to work hard along the boards. He also is not afraid to really step up into the shot, step up in front of the net and let one rip. I would give those I would give that a look because it's pretty evident that if you're comparing the two lines, and I know top line is getting more of the attention, at least until recently, and maybe now teams will start to shift their focus to Matt Boldy and company. But that's, I think, part of the element that makes that line so good is you have a guy that simply can work the perimeter to get to spots and allow for playmakers to make plays as opposed to them having to be more of the guys that are driving the offense. So I would put Duhame there. I I think Felino would be fine with um, Sunquist and Goudreau because I'll also say that Felino's play by himself has been um, has been good the last few games. He has looked more like himself. He's been physical, doing all those things that you want to see Marcus Foligno do when he's in the lineup. But add that in to the current chemistry of the line that he's on, I just I don't know that it necessarily works. So it'll be interesting to see if there are any changes because, again, this team continues to at the least get points if they're not winning, um, it'll be interesting to see if they make that sort of a change come Saturday. If maybe, because it sounds like there were a player or two, in addition to John Klingberg not playing, it sounded like there was a player or two that was a little banged up um, to potentially not play uh, in this one today. So wouldn't be surprised if somebody maybe does not on Saturday against Chicago. A team that I'll also note has played opponents much tougher recently. Um, Just ask the Boston Bruins about that. And so it'll be no different than this one was. A game that you got to show up for. Because if you don't, you're going to end up in a shootout or just in an outright loss. And as kind of ugly as this one looked... Doing the same thing against Chicago would be infinitely worse. So it's not end of the world. It's not the end of the season. I just really not super thrilled with uh, with what we saw. And so we'll uh, we'll hope for a bounce back effort on Saturday against Chicago. That will do it for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Thank you for tuning in and thank you all for continuing to make Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day of the week. Make sure, if you haven't already, you take the time to subscribe 
and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure to check out YouTube as well. We've got pre- and post-game content as well as new episodes all week long. So subscribe and follow along with us as we guide you through the rest of the season with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.